Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Welcome to Kogel Wine and Film, A Perfect Pairing. Now today, Elvis Presley is back on the big screen in a wild and sometimes impressive film from Australian director Boz Lerman, starring Austin Butler as Elvis and multiple Oscar winner Tom Hanks as Colonel Tom Parker. Plus, a very sweet-natured film with an unusual title. It's called Cha-Cha Real Smooth. Cha-Cha Real Smooth. Cha-Cha Real Smooth. <laughs> it's directed by and starring Cooper Rafe. He plays a 20-something college grad just trying to find himself in life, aren't we all? And his unusual friendship with a soon-to-be-married mom played very well by Dakota Johnson. And I'm Smalley A. Haley Hamilton Cogill for the big, showy, bedazzled king of rock and roll. An equally bedazzled wine will fare beautifully <laughs> from our friends at JCB. And I'm thrilled to share uh, a new wine for me. Um, have had the reds, but a beautiful white wine from Santa Barbara County that I think will be a, 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 a real beauty for the charming and unexpectedly delightful. Cha-cha real smooth. Cha-cha real smooth. Cha-cha real smooth. I, I'm looking forward to it. We, we had teased we were going to um, talk about the French film Delicious, but we liked both of these films uh, so much that we wanted to go ahead and do them first this yep. week, and we'll get to I'm excited about today. Next week, but um, you know, and I, I don't want to harp on this, Gary, but I think as as a, as a woman and as an, an American and as um, someone who who has who votes and pays tax dollars and yeah. um, and lives in this country, I'm just really I'm I'm very very sad. I'm very very sad waking up today and and yesterday. Um, with uh, just in a, a different world, totally different world, and a sad world, a sad world for me. I uh, I, I want to hear more of what you have to well, say. Well, I just it's a uh, to to not know that that your grandchildren and my niece and and <laughs> women of who are uh, thinking of have the ability to to. To bring life into this world that won't be able to make the decision that that she should be able to make by herself. By herself, on her own. And and to have the control of her own body taken away from her. Um and and I I don't know that I'm pro-life or pro-right or pro-whatever, because I never personally had to make that choice. But um, I know very, very well that I would have the ability to make that choice by myself. Right, and that's that's the, the I, it's just nobody else should should ever 
tell you what you can do with your body. I just don't understand that, that we have precedents in this country and, and, and that the, the ruling and, and, the, and, and the decision and, and what Justice, Tom, Justice Thomas wrote made absolutely no sense to me. It made yeah. absolutely no sense that we can take pieces of history and selectively use them to not to say no. To all these people, I don't. I don't. I, I think there's a big uproar in this country right now. I hope so. I hope so too. I hope it's the biggest thing we've seen in our lifetime because we've had two rulings come down, and both of them make absolutely no sense to me. And and we are a more dangerous, more violent, crazier country Angry. now because of these yeah. two things. And and it just we're not better for it. No, and I'm and I don't feel like the the trajectory is um is is to take care of of. The citizens of this country. I don't think that there's any uh, kindness or empathy or generosity or love or, and and it has absolutely nothing to do with children. It has absolutely nothing to do with saving life. It has absolutely nothing to do with with caring about uh, anything. It just has to do with control, and it just it makes it's a very 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 sad day for yeah. for. For this country and yep. for women, and um, you know, we might have just lost our one listener. So I don't want to harp on this, but we might have lost two <laughs> listeners today, and that, that's okay because you know we can have that debate. But at the same time, um, it's your choice, and that, and it's your I body your choice, and and to to think that I don't have the the wherewithal and the knowledge and and to to, to think that some outside entity yep. knows more about me and my family and my decisions than I do is is just it's just dreadful i'm I'm completely angry with um, the far religious right in this country yeah they're, they're control freaks and they make no sense and it doesn't make and any it's, sense. And it's and what's gonna happen to it's those, mean as hell it's just mean. Yeah. what's gonna happen to those children yep after the fact, it's just, oh, it just. We're, we're not good at taking care of kids. Yeah. We, yeah, the foster is somebody I heard, oh, the the uh, adoption rates and foster care is going to be just so, so well taken care of now. Okay, yeah, right. It never has been. It never has been. Yeah. It's a, adoption's a wonderful thing, but man, there's a million kids out there. Yeah. Yep. Anyway, anyway. so I, I do, it's just, you know, take a moment and, and the, consider the kind of world that you want to live in and yep. and and don't forget this when it comes time to to vote because I think if ever there's you know it worries me that it happened now because like everything else by November somebody's going to be talking about something else and and these are the kinds of things that that we can't forget can't forget. So well spoken. Thank you, Haley. I don't know. All right, let's, let's talk, talk about this Elvis let's, movie. Let's lighten it up. Let's let's oh, talk. Okay, let's okay. talk bedazzled. Let's talk. Okay, <laughs> this, this film explores the life and the music of Elvis Presley and Austin Butler, who I'm not familiar with, um, was a big star in Nickelodeon. He was in all these. He played Zippy in Nickelodeon's <laughs> Ned's Declassified School Survival Guide. Uh, not on my hit list. He was in <laughs> Hannah Montana for like five years. Wow. And uh, I Carly on he's a big Nickelodeon guy and uh, a show guy, called yeah. Zoe and, and Disney guy, but uh, and then he was in he was in he, his first leading role I think was back in two thousand and nine in movies where uh, he was in Aliens in the Attic another film that kind of escaped me <laughs> yeah. but he he comes along and man he is he just flies off the screen in this movie for me 
I think he's great. I think this is an Oscar-level performance. Wow. The more I think about this film, the better it gets. I was My sights were kind of sideways when we went into the theater to see it. But there's some, there's some energy here, and I love the statements that the first 20 minutes of this movie makes and keeps making these mm-hmm. statements, that he grew up poor. He grew up in the South. He grew up in a very hardcore religious family, in a difficult family, weird parents, uh, weird bizarre, parents. Uh, demonstrably strong and tough on him. And then he'd run down to the black church and 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 the nightclubs, and he'd take part in charismatic tent revivals. Yeah. And he learned music, and he, you know, a lot and of he his, learned dance. He learned dance. Well, he was there was a lot of reasons for that, but he also would, you know, look in the peepholes of these uh, little blues, little shanty like blues places, and learn about that old Robert Johnson music and all this, all this great stuff that used to take place. And that's that's kind of his background of 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 musically. They keep making statements about. Uh, how, how black America has been, just been pushed down and pushed down and pushed down. And he saw that, and and and, and that affected him a lot. Mm-hmm. And and it, it affected him in his life and kind of his generosity that he was to a lot of his friends, which all they all kind of went a little crazy. Yeah. And he had a tough life, and it, it doesn't escape all that. In the middle of all this is Baz Luhrmann, who did Moulin Rouge. <laughs> And Strictly Ballroom, which is, a, I think, a great little movie. And Romeo and Juliet, which is he did back in 1996. He did a weird film with uh, uh, with Nicole Kidman called Australia. That wasn't uh, was a big film, but with, it wasn't quite great. And um, and the Hugh great Jackman. Gatsby. yeah, and Hugh Jackman, yeah, and the Great Gatsby. I remember I interviewed Nicole Kidman and Hugh Jackman and Baz Luhrmann for that for that Australia movie. But the Great Gatsby was was pretty impressive in places. Yeah. I think this is a better film than Gatsby. I think this is a much better film than Australia. Is it as good as Moulin Rouge? Yeah, in some ways it's some ways it's better and more coherent. And the use of music in the film is great. Mm-hmm. I I love that they take a lot of Elvis music and turn the genre of it. And that's what Baz Luhrmann does in his right. movies. Is he? Well, and he yes, because a lot of it was kind of updated and and remixed and yeah. and. You'll hear hip hop artists in the background right. of the soundtrack doing Elvis songs, right? While he's doing the song, it's really interesting. Yeah, and there's a lot in Vegas, and he had some weird outfits, didn't he? He was very, as I said, he's very, very bedazzled. That there, there were there were lots of rhinestones. <laughs> he had a lot of makeup and a lot of flair. He had a lot. But that early stuff of him on television, he was so naughty, and he was, you know, he was. Pretty much, you know, if you're going to shake your hips, you're going to be banned from right. television. Right. And he did it anyway. Right. And then the live performances of of him just finding himself, who he was, and the women in the audience swooning, which all of this is documented and all yeah. of it's true. And it reminds me of when the Beatles came through, of of girls just crying and fainting. I mean, I, I went and saw Hard Day's Night at a movie theater, and I never hardly heard the movie because— Girls screamed the entire two hours of the movie. Just screamed. <laughs> and they're all like 12 and 14. <laughs> it was fast. And Elvis was the same thing. Right. And, we, and the, you know, the once again, the, the, the hardcore religious right in this country all thought we're going to hell because Elvis, sh- you know, shook his shook hips. His hips. And, we, you know, what's wrong with humanity? And it's all silly. It's there, it was interesting. I loved the, the opening kind of sequence. It was I think one of the best 
um, one of the most well done yes. um, kind of uh, ha- de- definition, of, you know, defining his childhood to mm-hmm. to um, kind of get him to more um, present day as far as when the real movie kind of started going through his childhood. And it was it was fascinating watching not only these kind of little shanty clubs, but then all the kids around them also. And and the the kids um kind of doing the the shaking the hips and doing the doing the dance and and like, ooh, they're doing the dirty dance. Yes. Um but then to go in and have him have this major kind of revelation during this revival and and to be lifted up and I don't, it just it was a really interesting um, kind of backstory element of uh, that, like how deeply all of this was ingrained in him and his entire who he was was defined by the fact that he was in this very poor right. African-American area. I mean, they basically as his father went to jail and they had to move into this you know, slum situation. Um, I don't know. I thought it was, yeah. Tom Hanks really kind of drove me crazy. Tom Hanks, so uh, Tom Hanks' character drove me crazy. I love Tom Hanks so much. And he, and and when you learn about Colonel Tom Parker in this film, he's a a bad, corrupt guy. He was was bad. I mean, he made Elvis Elvis famous. He, He had a lot to do with all of that. And he made a lot of good choices, but he was not who he said he was. And right. He was corrupt, and he paid for it later on in life. And and you know the sad the sad part of the movie is the, the second half to the ending of the movie is just the sad part of Elvis, of, right? Because when and confronting was, Colonel Tom Parker, he was forty two. He died at forty two. He died at forty two. Forty two. That's crazy. Yes. And yeah. and he looked like he was. He looked like 60. he was seven, 60 to eighty. <laughs> yeah, he did. He looked. Yeah, he, he looked he, terrible. And they and that whole those that concert in Hawaii, the 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 television concert where he wore the the black leather and it looked like one of those little intimate acoustic concerts. That's it's fantastic. Yeah, it's just it's so good. He's so good. And I and I you know as much as the Colonel Parker character tries to ruin the movie because he's. <laughs> He's the narrator of the movie, right. and he's kind of the you know we learn a lot through him. But man, the more I think about this film, the better it gets. I think it's going to be a multiple Oscar nomination film. Wow! And and on a technical level, especially because I think technically this is really good. Now, it because it's so excessive, and there's probably a million things we could say that are wrong with it. Uh, I wouldn't make a lot of those choices. But man, when it flies, it flies off the screen, and I there's enough of those moments for me. Nice. To, to make it worthwhile. Nice. So you need a big you need a big bedazzled wine. You need a big bedazzled wine. And it seems appropriate. I love where to, you're going. To go to our friend Jean Charles Boisset, who is a passionate king of Napa Valley. Um Jean Charles is he's French. Um he is I, I know we've we've talked about him before on the show. I, I adore him. He's Oh, he's, he loves you. He is so excessive. He and brings so you a brooch every time. <laughs> over the top. And and he's, you know, he um is a little naughty. He he pushes the he pushes the boundaries. And I think yeah. that that's why he 
is so successful, he's also a very, very good businessman. So he is mm-hmm. he is always working. And, and his um, wine's good. And he owns Raymond in um, Napa Valley. He owns Buena Vista and Sonoma. Um, and he owns JCB, which started in um, France and has, uh, they have some French properties. His family has been uh, winemakers and negotiants in, in, in France for decades. Yeah. Um, he kind of is the, the, the son that came to America to, um, to, to do good. He's married to um, Gina Gallo, who is, uh, you know, of the Gallo family winery, also yeah. multi-generation winemakers. Yeah. Um, but he is all about bling. He is so, there is so much background crystal and <laughs> adorning every every facade the of first time he took me to one of his wineries when we walked in there and it was all full of chandeliers it was all yes and black lights and, I thought, <laughs> and lots of red velvet it's it's like going to graceland <laughs> it's just full of like over the top over the top kind of over the top bling, and over and, the top bling just like him and he's all passion and he's all love and he's all kisses and it's all big and it's all fun if he walked into the room right now he he would kiss you on the lips hug you <laughs> not let go kiss me <laughs> yes not hug me not let go oh he's so much bigger than life <laughs> and doing that and his wines are and his wines are good and his yeah. wines are beautiful and he's also done very smart partnerships like with the great John Legend yeah. that he um, has done his LV, LVE wines with. Um, but he has these JCB wines. And um, so some are French, a lot of bubbles. He loves a good bubble, um, but also some really hearty, very big, very bold, very showy, um, very excessive uh, Napa Valley powerful red wines, including the Surrealist, which that one for Elvis seems like the completely perfect um, um, pairing. Um, It's a Napa Valley red, big, powerful Petit Verdot uh, with a little bit of velvety, soft, excessive, or not excessive, uh, 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 luscious, pretty St. Helena Cabernet Sauvignon. Um, it's, you know, it's, 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 it's the dream for the ultimate Napa Valley wine. And of course it's, it's adorned with a bedazzled the bottle, <laughs> the bottle is beautiful. The bottle is, is a, a, a glass bottle, which is a clear glass bottle, which is also interesting because that's with, as, as with everything that the Jean Charles does, he wants you to utilize the bottle as a beautiful decanter, um, after you've enjoyed the $350 wine. Um, that bottle's three fifty. Yes. Yes. Um, and because the um, the label is a a jeweled um, brooch of two <laughs> faces looking at each other, so it's kind of the yin and the yang, the the good and the bad, the two different personalities, the two different ideas with a with a. a, a, a red uh, goblet <laughs> bedazzled in the center. It's all very, you know, it's all very stylish, all very big. And of course, if you wanted to have a different um, label, the Surrealist also has has um, a label with with 
red um, bedazzled lips nice. that is Gina's kiss. Nice. Of course it is. Nice. Um, of course it so is. So it's, you know, it's wow. fun. It's powerful. It's passionate. It's big. It's, it's Jean-Charles. It seems, it seems the perfect. I think that Jean-Charles and Elvis would have probably been very good friends. Probably. And, and I, I kept thinking of during COVID and lockdown, Sean Charles probably did not do well there. No, he needs to be surrounded. He's, he's, he is all in. And, and what's nice about I think the people around Sean Charles celebrate and take care of him where the people around Elvis did not. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But, well, the interesting thing also is Jean Charles is more like the colonel and Elvis put together. Yes. Because he's he a is, businessman. He is all business. He is passion and he is love, but he knows what he's doing. But he knows what he's Whereas doing. Whereas Elvis, throughout this entire film, and that's what drove me crazy, he just kind of said, oh, the colonel takes care of that. Oh, the colonel will take care of that. It's like, no, don't don't give your life away. Wow. That's a great pairing. The Surrealist yes. and Elvis. From JCB. When we come back on Kogel Wine and Film, A Perfect Pairing, a charming, funny, sweet-natured film. It's currently in theaters and it's streaming on Apple TV. And it is called, say it with me, Haley, <gasps> Cha-Cha. Real smooth. Cha-cha real smooth. And we will be right back. Welcome back to Kogil Wine and Film, A Perfect Pairing, where we like to explore not only unusual wines, but unusual films, such is the case. You were really, really excited about, about this film. I was. Cha-Cha Real Smooth. Cha-Cha Real Smooth. I, I was, just love the name. <laughs> I, I love the name so much. So, you know, it's, movies come you know, I started reading about this film about two, three months ago and thinking, well, that's kind of a catchy title, but what's it about? I know nothing about Cooper Rafe, you know. Uh, he's, he's, he's made some really small, crazy films. One title you really, I don't want to say on the air because it's a little vulgar, but he's, he's kind of a little underground hit. Mm-hmm. And I did, I, and also for a while I would say, did he write and direct the film and then he stars in the film? And, and the answer is yes. Uh, and he, and he gets a really good cast together and he gets a really good cast. together. This is one of those little movies like it would play at Sundance yeah. then get purchased and South by Southwest. I think it says, I think it's one of the two or three best films I've seen this year wow. so far. Like I think, Top Gun's a really good yeah. film. And I think, and I'm shocked to say that, and I think the Elvis movie is really interesting. But for a little film that's want to jump off and yeah. surprise you yeah. and just get it and watch it and enjoy every minute, it's cha-cha real smooth. So he plays Andrew, who's a, a, a Tulane University grad who's had to move back home. And then he, he's got a brother, I think a little brother. And Dakota Johnson, and, and he doesn't know what he wants to do in life. He's a 20-something guy. He's kind of lost. He's talented. And he's really nice, and he smiles a lot. And he's, <laughs> and he's a really—he seems to be a pretty good guy. And his mother is Leslie Mann. Yeah. And, and I love great. Leslie Mann. I do, too. I love her. Brad Garrett's the dad, the yeah. stepdad. And they're good parents, and they're you know they're trying to play. She's along. really she's really good. She knows her son's kind of a mess because he doesn't know what he wants to be when he right. grows up, and and she's so supportive and sweet, and and great right. and the kind of what you'd hope for in a in a caring mom. Yeah, yeah. But really, but I think that she's very believable. I I yeah. I want her to be no I love my mom but she would be I'd take her as my mom yeah I'd take Leslie Mann as yeah. my mom in this movie <laughs> this the movie, character she yeah. plays but so he starts he shows up at like a bat mitzvah uh huh and there's lots of yes there's lots of bat mitzvahs and bar mitzvahs and he shows up and you know those are a big party and they're trying to get the kids to dance and he ends up finding like a niche. Uh, as a party starter for bat mitzvahs. <laughs> uh, isn't that 
and, and bar mitzvahs. And so he, he gets hired, and a lot of these same couples and same families and kids keep going to the, you know, when there's one, there's another one, there's another one, and they all keep showing up. And he keeps running into this beautiful divorced mom because uh, she has a daughter who is challenged. And, um, and, and, and he, he actually reaches out to the daughter a lot and kind of helps her and starts kind of babysitting her a little bit or doing, yeah. you know, helping out in the family. And it, there, you keep waiting for this film to become sexual or go off the rails. And there's a hint of that, yeah. that it might do that. I mean, and all, I'm not going to give it away. Okay. <laughs> well, I don't know. I think we can talk about this, but I, I don't want to give the ending away or anything. No, like no. But it, it, the, I think that he's he's kind to the daughter because because her mother is is, is stunning, is hot, and yeah. and he and young and and young and he's very interested in, yeah. in her. And but through that, I think develops a lovely um, friendship and and connection with both of them. Right. Which I think is really the the heart and the beauty of this film. And and when it deals with that subject that I just brought up, it's really interesting how they deal with all mm-hmm. of that because you know she's she's lonely too. Mm-hmm. He's lonely, and there she's trying to find herself, and she's got some lots of issues, mm-hmm. but she's she's working them through, and she's there. And her daughter's a fascinating character. Yeah. I I love the daughter in this movie, and and so all of that you know it's it, what can I compare it to? Remember the movie Once. You know, the the guy and the girl that meet and sing. And they're obviously in love, but they're probably not meant to be together. Right. You, you kind of look at it this way. Yeah. And then we had uh, Licorice Pizza. Yeah. You know, it, it played with some of those right. ideas and themes. There's some similarities here, which I think Licorice Pizza, it's a terrific yeah. film. Fantastic. And uh, this is a smaller version, a little Sundance-style version of mm-hmm. something like that. But, but it's its own thing, too, and it's really worthy. Dakota Johnson is a—this is a person— didn't she do Fifty Shades of Grey? And I think that yes, she did. But and we I'm just never gonna, thought after that. I'm just going to not even think about that because that's not. I think she's she's proving that she's she becoming an Oscar nominated actress. Yeah, actress. Yeah. yeah, she is. Lost Daughter was fantastic. The Lost Daughter is, and she's and she's great in it. Yeah, yeah, and nominated for that. Yeah. yeah, I I just think everything about her is interesting right now. I mean, that's, that's the daughter of Don Johnson and Melanie, Melanie Griffith. Yeah. And I think as good as both of them and in some ways better mm-hmm. as an actor. I mean, and we have a long ways to go with her. That's the exciting thing. That's she exciting She is so thing. young. And to make this choice to do, like, I'm kind of shocked she's in it because she's a big deal now. Mm-hmm. But that's what really good, smart actors do. They 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 can read a script and they say, I want to be in this. It's right. not about the money. Right. Because she's not making a bunch of money on this. And those are smart moves to me. So I— Everything about this film I like. Cha-cha, real smooth. I just want to say it over and over. <laughs> I, I, I lean to you, you know, before we go to bed at night and just say, cha-cha, real smooth. Cha-cha, real and smooth. And everything's okay. <laughs> I just say that and everything's okay. So I think we can agree that this was an unexpected um, kind of little surprise, yes. a little gift. And and I love that when, when you— when you see a, a film that you, I, I had absolutely no idea. You had read a little bit um, more about it, but it, it, in completely different context. But the 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 walk away happiness. You remember when we went to see um, 
I love you, man. I love you, man. I love. The world was, there, something was going on in the world. It was a really hard time. Yeah. There was we, something going on. And we had to go, we saw it on a Sunday night. And, we were in Texas at the time. And I didn't want, I was like, God, do we have to go see a movie right now? Called I love you, man. I love you. What are you doing? Why do you take, oh my God. How I much, laugh so hard. How much do I love? I love you. And man. every time that movie comes on, I just wait for it. He's slapping on the bass, man. <laughs> Paul Rudd. Slapping the bass. <laughs> slapping on the bass, man. <laughs> I just see Rush. Yeah. And this was one of those movies where we're watching it because we watch it at home. Um, I, I about every 10 minutes would look at you and say, this is really good. Yeah. Wow. And that's really good. That's smart. Yeah. It's, 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 yeah. so yes. And it's on, um, it's on Apple. I think what it's on Apple. Watch? Yeah. Apple. Yeah. Um, it's on, I think it's on two systems. I think it's both on Apple and Amazon Prime. And we, yes. But, and I w- was pleased cause I think I remember you saying, um, that you thought we'd have to go see it in a theater. Not that we don't love going to movie theater, but it's also nice to watch it at home. Well, then we get wine. to drink our own wine, our own wine. Like I'm going to say, so we we are going to talk more about a trip to Santa Barbara that we took last weekend in our next show. But right. I'm going to kind of tease it a little bit with one of the wines that we enjoyed because uh, I it was such an—I don't want to say an unexpected surprise because I know that the wines from, from this producer are incredible. So I, I wouldn't expect— you know, I, I knew everything that we were going to enjoy was going to be good, but I I wasn't expecting that my favorite wine from the experience would be a white wine because they're the the wineries known more for for doing really incredible red wines. Um, so the the winery is Jonata. Um, we had talked about um, we had talked about them a little bit before as well. Their That's sister J O N A T A. Yes. Their sister winery is called The Hilt. Um, They also have um, The Paring, which is, um, they're kind of all of the fruit that doesn't go into The Hilt or Janata goes into Paring. So, um, and because the fruit is so amazing, their more affordable option is also amazing in in The Paring. But from Janata, they're they're, um, Santa Inez, um, Valley Fruit, which is within the Santa Barbara County um, AVA, and they're known. Their goal is is to create wines that are um, completely um, eco friendly, sustainable. Um, very focused on making sure that Mother Earth is is respected and taken care of. Which just that obviously I love, mm-hmm. but um, but they're they're really their their commitment is to really um, fin- focused fantastic Bordeaux varieties Syrah, um, and within the Bordeaux varieties is was kind of our little surprising joy, which is their Sauvignon Blanc called Floor, which um, yes. A ninety-seven percent Sauvignon Blanc, a touch of Simeon from Ballard, um, Ballard Canyon within the San Inez Valley, which is uh, kind of one of the the premier areas for um, not only these you know Cab and 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 Syrah, but really really aromatic, lively, refreshing 
Sauvignon Blanc. Sophisticated wine. Very. And there. so this the, the beauty of this, I mean, we expect to have great acidity. We expect to have great citrus. We expect to have lovely floral notes um, and, and kind of a Bordeaux-style Sauvignon Blanc. But there was such texture. The, the, the creaminess from just, you know, kind of the stirring of, of the lees or the yeast that gives texture and, 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 and richness um, to Sauvignon Blanc in particular when it's um, made um, within the region um, just gave this, this elegance and this refinement. There, it was delicate but it was rich. It it it, it was uh, lively, but just creamy. You know, it was kind yeah. of like all of these different things that that when done well, when they can come together, it's awesome. Sometimes it's it's hard to see them come together so well, especially um, from a region that that is not as well known. Is not is still kind of an emerging area. Um, certainly they're getting out there, but it's not, I mean, it's not Napa Valley or Sonoma. And when you, it, it's, it's just really, I think, exciting to see some of these central coast wineries doing, you know, such beautiful wines. And this one in particular was just, it, it was, was a just, shock. It was just a joy. And in a good way, I loved that it was poured at the very end of our tasting. And so that was also kind of, um, you know, after we had done, the Hilt wines, which, and after we had done the red wines from Janata, then we kind of finished up our our afternoon. And and I hate to almost say this because I know that much of the country is in a very, very um, dreadful heat wave, but it was it was cold outside. We were sitting in front of a fire. <laughs> you know, it was completely it's almost open air. July and it was and, chilly. And it was really, and, and it was just, and the breeze was coming. It was, it was so beautiful. And here yeah. you had this, um, beautifully structured and textured wine it it's and the similar wines like this i would say would cost you upwards of you know 100 150 200 whether they be from other parts of california or other parts of, of bordeaux or other parts of the world and it, i mean it was it's expensive it's a yeah. 70 dollar bottle of sauvignon blanc but so beautiful. It's it's a $70 bottle. It tastes like a $250 yeah, bottle. Really, really special. And wine. I would just say, and not to cross-pollinate with the movie, but <laughs> that was floor real smooth. <laughs> that was floor, 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 F-L-O-R. Is that how you say it? Yes. Floor, floor real smooth. Floor, floor real smooth. It's one of the best, I, you know, I, I we've talked about um, um, Sauvignon Blancs before because a lot of, for for, for years, the Sauvignon Blanc was, the cheaper wine almost pushed aside a little bit. Kind of sometimes big citrus bombs right. from Australia, New Zealand, New Zealand, yes. and yeah. and and that's and there are beautiful beautiful Sauvignon blocks from New Zealand. Yes. So. Oh no, we're not yes. saying. Yeah. But but what we've watched. I mean, just in our conversations over the years, watch Sauvignon Blanc now get pricier, get better. Yeah. I mean, they're and they don't they don't. I mean, it's hard to get a bottle of this stuff because they only make 300 cases. Right, right. So very small wow. production. It's certainly not wow. the main focus of the winery, but such a beautiful wine. It was such a, the, and we'll get more into to the other wines on the next show, but I just wanted, I think that's kind of the, the perfect little surprise for 
cha-cha real smooth. Yeah, flow real smooth. <laughs> Next week on Cogel Wine and Film, A Perfect Pairing, a recent overnight trip, like Haley said, to Santa Barbara, California, has us talking about some world-class Pinots and some Chardonnays and an historical food movie about a French chef in the late 1700s who not only reinvents himself but opens what is considered to be France's very first fine dining restaurant. I can't wait, Gary. Me too. But to see what we're drinking now, check out my website, redwinewithbreakfast.com. And with that, I'm Gary Cogill, and I'm always looking for the next great film. And I'm Haley Hamilton Cogill, always in search of a great glass of wine. Join us next time on Cogill Wine and Film, a perfect pairing. Aloha. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.